High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, truant officers, hunky boys, Andy Richter doing a shameless accent, oh, and an extra special shout-out to twin sisters who look alike but couldn't be more different. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my house this evening. But first, let's chat about your homework. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. First of all, I cannot believe, like, we're this late into the year, you know? At least where I live, it's spring, the weather's warm, the sun stays out later, and that means your freshman year is coming to an end very soon. But don't worry, we have plenty of movies to cover, plenty of homework, and we'll be doing stuff over the summer anyway, so this is going to continue for a very, very long time. So your homework last week was to watch an Olsen twin film, New York Minute, their only high school film, and perhaps the film that, I don't want to say killed the Olsen twins because they're very much alive and well and very successful, but the film that ended the long string of Olsen twin movies, you know, you know the movies, like where they were together, they were acting, they were, ah, they, you know, they all follow a similar, similar plot line, and we'll talk about a lot of them today, not just New York Minute, with my guest, she's a returning guest, Alexa Barikian. So did you watch New York Minute? Oh, and by the way, did you listen to our last two episodes on Hackers? I thought they were pretty good. Very, very different movie to what we're dealing with today, but, you know, I still enjoy it. Before, though, we get into New York Minute, I have to remind you guys a couple things, a couple things I remind you every week, but you can please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, comment. I love hearing your feedback, guys. If you don't like the stuff I'm saying... That's okay. I don't mind. I like the criticism. I like the praise, too. I'm an equal opportunity social media reader. <laughs> but the best ways you can support the show is by subscribing on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. What am I missing? Oh, iTunes. And of course, you could always listen on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Leave a five star rating, write a review. That's the second best way you can help us out. Well, it's the best way by some metrics, 
but by the metric of heart and love and the things that I cherish here at the slumber party. The best way you can help me out is by telling a friend and spreading the love and joy of High School Slumber Party. Ooh, I'm in a mood today, aren't I? Oh, you know what that sound means. And I can't wait any longer to get into my Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen jammies. But I want you to pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with a band featured in this film. Simple plan. The song is Vacation. Class dismissed. I know a girl who's obsessed with a guy. She talks for hours, and still tomorrow she'll call again. And when he thinks that this could be the end, she calls again. At six in the morning, she waits at the door. He tells her to leave, but still tomorrow she'll be there again. She won't let go! So last time you were on, we kind of told the story of how we got to talk about and watch The Hot Chick. I think it's interesting how we got to talk about this film today. Because since I started this podcast, I did not believe that there was an Olsen twin high school film. But you proved me wrong. There had to have been. They, they have a movie in Australia. They have, to have <laughs> a movie in high school. You know, they're not actually like in the high school in this entire movie. no. No, but it still counts because there's a high school element to it. Yes. They're clearly high they're school They're ditching students, high school. And they're ditching high school. So yeah. it's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but not good. That's what actually a critic said or something, or like that's what they wanted. I feel like a lot of people have that comparison. They're just like, it's basically a Ferris Bueller ripoff. <laughs> uh, oh, man. So, Alexa, you've been on this show before, of course. The way we introduce ourselves as a reminder is name, high school, graduating class, and the high school team name. Oh, I had to tell you what year I graduated last time? You didn't oh. have to, but you don't have to if you're ageist. I'm not. I'm just a child. <laughs> um, now, I'm Alexa. I went to school at St. Francis Prep, graduating class 2010. We were the Terriers. Go Terriers. Go Terriers. As I always say, God loves a Terrier. <laughs> and today we're talking about, as we said, an Olsen twin film. New York Minute. 2004's New York Minute. Now, what, what year did you say you graduated? 10. 10, so... I was like 11 when this came out. You were very young when this came out. <laughs> so yeah, no, but it was like prime Olsen twin era for me, which was like a staple growing up. <laughs> I was going to ask, so did you grow up with Olsen twin films? 1,000%. What was your first exposure? everything on the VHS tapes. I had our first video on VHS. I had It Takes Two, How the West Was Fun. I had all those... Adventures of American and Ashley mystery videos. Oh yeah, those were cool. I those were the best. Those. I had every single one of them. There was one with Shamu, one. I think. Oh yeah, the the adventure at SeaWorld. <laughs> I had that one. Well, the plot of those were so terrible. I think you're gonna do very very well today. The plot of a lot of those were so terrible. <laughs> well yeah, well if you're into the Olsen twins, you under you expect terrible. It's kind of like <laughs> uh, going into the Rob Schneider movies. <laughs> Fair. You, you know exactly what to expect from a Rob Schneider film. You know what to expect when you watch 
something that's the Olsen twins. My main feeling coming out of this, and it shouldn't be because they're millionaires now, multi-millionaires, but was sadness. <laughs> <laughs> and, and some people call this film, New York Minute, the film that ruined the Olsen twins. It was their last one. Well, their last one together, It also, yeah. it ruined their company. Yeah, Dual Star. Yeah, which, by the way, up until this, I had no idea was their company. And then I was like, what else has Dual Star done? And it's like, Mary Kate and Ashley this, Mary Kate and Ashley this, Mary Kate and Ashley You don't like, get it, Dual Star. They're both Yeah, I, I got that after I read it. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, oh yeah, they're the CEOs. I was like, must be nice. <laughs> but then it like went into dormancy, like a volcano apparently. Now, uh, we were talking before we got on air that this on Rotten Tomatoes got 11%. And you're saying the last movie you did here... The hot chick got 22%, so you've actually gone down from the hot chick. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just a huge fan of really terrible movies. I like this just because of the cast. I love the Olsen twins. I'll watch anything that they're in, but it was a terrible movie. <laughs> the hot chick was so funny, but terrible. But, both interesting casts, but um, quick question, kind of a side question, but I'm going to relate it. Did you play sports in high school? I did not. I wanted to, but I realized I was wildly well, today's Well, good, because today is your lucky day. I'm going to give you a chance on this show to earn your varsity letter. So we're going to play a little game here. I haven't done a game oh, in a nice. while, but you know what? L- let's uh, let's do it. But you can't cheat, because I see you have your computer in front of you, so do not look at okay. American Ashley things. Well, you'll hear me typing if I'm cheating. You know, <laughs> we work together. I don't know. He knows how loud I type. Fair, fair. <laughs> but you, you might have a list up or something, but... No, no. <clears throat> So on IMDb, you could, it's like, IMDb is a lot like Wikipedia, where people could write their own things in, Mm -hmm. including the IMDb summaries. I wrote down a bunch of Olsen twin IMDb summaries written by people. You're going to have to tell me what movie I'm talking about. Oh, nice. I think I I can get them. And I think you're going to do well, because you've already cited like half of them, and we haven't even started (laughs) this game, so you're more prepared than I thought you'd be. We'll we'll put it that way. I guess it was a lifetime of preparation by watching these Basically, because... (laughs) The first time around, I wasn't actually a huge Rob Schneider fan like you thought I was. As disappointing as that <laughs> well, may be. Well, that was more like an inside joke that we took to the outside. No, I know. <laughs> That's my claim You were to a hot chick fan. Though. Though. I am. So obviously every week I read the back of the DVD or the back of the VHS. Yes. I track the picture of this one down. So I'm going to read that summary before I read the IMDb summaries of the other films. So New York Minute's summary was, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen take their sister act to the next level with with a delightful comedy New York Minute. Top student Jane Ryan goes to Manhattan for a college scholarship competition. Her rebellious twin, Roxy Ryan, is also headed to the city to crash a video shoot. But anything can happen, and does, in a romp involving a pursuing truant officer, a smuggler, hunky guys, and the girl's realization that when the chips are down, a sister can be the best friend of all. Aw. That's so, like, heartwarming. I love that. So that's, like, the professional, professional version. I don't really like them, because usually it's people who haven't seen the movie, but I don't think you necessarily need to see the movie to make a summary of this film. Probably so, not. So I think they're fine. Now we're going to go with the past Olsen twin films. And again, these are written by people, not the people who write the back of the DVDs, but actual, I guess, I don't know, whoever contributes to IMDb like the Yelp elite of IMDb. <laughs> All right, you have seven questions. If you get the majority of them right, you'll get your varsity letter. Yes. <clears throat> Number one, and it's in no particular order. Okay. Twin girls advertise their single father on a Santa Monica billboard. Billboard dad. Correct. <laughs> Girly girl Emma and tomboy Sam, I'm seeing a trend here. <laughs> Switching goals. Wow, you, you got it already. <laughs> 
<laughs> my computer has nothing on it. It's my desktop, I swear. <laughs> Which is often Twins films. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the dog burning in a room and it says, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> two identical strangers meet accidentally. One is an orphan. It takes two. Damn it. <laughs> You're better than I thought here. The plots are all the same. <laughs> two identical sisters. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> Sisters Alex and Madison are whisked away to the Bahamas for a winter break, but soon find themselves crossing paths when a man smuggling stolen artifacts. What the fuck? You know this one. Wait. Hold on. That's, that's it? That's the entire summary? Your clue is in the Bahamas part. Just say pass. You've gotten a lot already. No, no. <laughs> is, it, is it Holiday in the Sun? Correct. Holiday yes! in the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. All right, well, th- this would be, let's see, you got four already. So you technically already won, but let's just run. Keep going. Let's run I, the gauntlet here. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> On Halloween night, two precious little girls try to save their parents from greedy... Double, double toil and trouble. Correct. <laughs> when Chloe and Riley Lawrence are invited to London to participate in international model... Winning London? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> their, their names weren't that creative. No. <laughs> so you could probably guess the title just by the plot. <clears throat> Last one. For the perfect record here. All right. Twins Susie and Jessica visit their mom's godmother Natty's dude ranch in the Wild West. How the West was fun. Correct. (laughs) I still have that VHS somewhere. (laughs) And honestly, I should watch it when I go home. (laughs) Seven for seven. That's impressive. That's impressive. I told you, I'm a huge Olsen Twins fan. Thought you were gonna get like really deep into it and like have me guess which like mystery that they were solving. No, look, we don't have that much time. We don't have that much time, and also, like you said, the plots and titles are so easy that it's really. I'm not taking credit away from you because I yeah. guarantee the case of the funhouse mystery. <laughs> no, no, the case uh, of the volcano mystery. No other guest would have gone seven for seven. Really? No, because I don't think they just know the titles by heart. But if I you... also don't think it was this easy. <laughs> But if you know the titles... Well, yeah. I should, I should just do a podcast of the uh, Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley and talk about that one that I haven't seen. Now, you have a sister. I do. Which Olsen twin were you when you were pretending that you were an Olsen twin while watching these and thinking your sister was the other one? You had to have done no, that. No, I'm not even going to try and deny that because I think everybody has done that. Of course. So. I'm, jo- I'm just trying to remember like, if there was one. Uh, I might have been Ashley, but... It's anybody's guess. Um, my sister swore she could ter- tell them apart, and I think that's a lie. <laughs> Which, by the way, doing some digging in this, uh, the guy who plays uh, Jim in the movie, the one that Jane ends up with. Yeah. It says uh, that he admitted after filming the movie he couldn't tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I was like, that would be me. <laughs> that's great. And I asked you this the other day. Do they pick... One that's always going to be the sporty tomboy and one that's going to be the preppy, you know? <laughs> I, I thought about that, but I don't really know. Because if you ask me who's Mary-Kate and who's Ashley in this movie, I can't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you either, honestly. I, I want to say Ashley is Jane. I could be wrong. The and I probably am. The closest I think that I ever got. Oh, wait. Jane is Ashley. I... There you go. Good good guess. Nice. The closest I ever got to like telling them apart when they're like children like this was... On that uh, show, Two of a Kind. Because yes. it was episode, episode, episode every week. And just a refresher, I think they ran Two of a Kind on like TGIF for maybe like a season or two. TGIF was so good with the oh, shows. Yeah. Those oh, were yeah. such good shows. And I actually really loved Two of, two of a Kind. It wasn't bad from what I remember. 
I, I it was seen funny it from what from that age a sitcom that comes on it's like you you watch that you watch like Boy Meets World like Fresh Prince well not to compare Fresh Prince that's, that's a masterpiece <laughs> and like funny. these are the shows that were on like after school but it's like every film as as we read some of these IMDb summaries do that like oh this twin is like this but this twin is they like they couldn't this. be any more different <laughs> that's like every twin movie or synopsis like yeah, sister because, sister because which I, we talked about last time too. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about this. That is weird. They were in the movie. <laughs> True, fair. Some twins are easy to tell apart, like the Maury sisters, the Sprouse brothers. They're so distinct. With like, There's like a facial feature or something. They don't look the same. And I have never once been able to tell Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen apart. Well, I think now. Some they, people, they, no, they some, seem like well, they maybe dye now. their hair. But some people claim that they absolutely could when she, they were playing like Michelle Tanner as a baby. I was like, you're just being an idiot now. Idiot and kind of creepy. And yeah, right? <laughs> I'm like, how close attention were you paying to this baby? <laughs> AKA the worst character on the show. Oh, God. I hated Michelle Tanner. <laughs> oh, no, Michelle. No food in the laundry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, honey. It's not your fault. Daddy didn't explain it right. I was a bad boy. Go to your room. <laughs> now you watch Full House. And well, obviously it's really corny. I know I'm offending a lot of people. No, it's so it's so bad. Even though like Aunt Rebecca cheats to get her children into college now or whatever. She but, did her best. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really corny, but you're right, the corniest aspect, probably Michelle. Yeah. Maybe Stephanie. Oh rude. <laughs> but probably Michelle. No, the corniest aspect was Bob Saget, who makes a cameo appearance in New York Minute. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> if he can make a cameo in this, they couldn't make one in Fuller House. I find that rude. The, I mean, I think I think New York Minute is a large part of that. I do believe that this was like, after doing this, they were just like, we're done, no more acting. And it might be because it was terrible. I don't know if it would have been different if it was like a box office success. Oh, I think it definitely would have been different. Like, yeah, maybe we can't act. This was right around, you mentioned the dual star thing. This was right around their 18th birthday. This is when they were going to get control of the company. Everyone was like, oh my God, what's their next move? This was clearly written as their transition piece. Well, yeah, I think they were producers on this too. Yeah, but you know how it is. Like, I don't know how much of a hand they <laughs> yeah, had in it. I actually, I like Googling how old the actors are like when they're mm -hmm. trying to play like teenagers in we do it all the time. they were they were only 18 so that wasn't that far mm -hmm. off but like you said like that was like when they were going to take over the company and everything but then they just completely bombed with this movie i felt so bad yeah if you compare it to everything else they've acted in i'm pretty sure i mentioned this the other day when i was like this is like their only movie that's not straight to dvd well it takes two besides yeah and it then says, they, yeah since it takes two. This is the only one. It's a, their theatrical debut since 1995. It takes two. Yeah, and they weren't selling DVDs off the strength of their acting. No. You know? They were selling the brand. That's it. Exactly. And they played this formula for years. And they worked years. the shit out of that because exactly. I was such a Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen <laughs> sheep. Holy shit. You could not tell me any different. And the thing is, though, that like you release a film in the theater, it struggles. And, I mean... Being 18 is tough for anybody. Yeah. I can only imagine for them. I mean, they started working when they were nine months old. Like, imagine doing that. I could never. Exactly. It's the they only life already, they've known. They were already rich. I think one or both of their net worths were like 100 
thirty something million dollars by the time she was like seventeen. Crazy. It's I was just like, so wow. crazy. You I don't that... need to have this company. You could you can retire at eighteen. Which is amazing. When you're Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. And they both had just recently gone into NYU. Yes. No one knew knew really what they were doing. And Ashley would end up retiring from acting after this film. Mary Kate did three more films, Factory Girl, The Wackness, which is a good movie, and Beastly, which is not. <laughs> I think um I think it said in for Factory Girl that she was actually cut out oh, okay. of the official. Which must suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she had like random like appearances and things, but then it didn't like last. Like when you're young, people are telling you you're so good, you're so good, you're making movies, you're making movies. But when you start to gain awareness at 18, when you see you made a really crappy film that didn't do well, you know, it, it's time it, to it, throw in the towel. It has to hurt. So good for them for like knowing when to call it quits and taking their money and being like, hey, I don't really like this movie shit anymore. Let's go into fashion and make millions. And yeah. <laughs> I don't really know Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen fashion. But, I don't either, but apparently it's yeah, doing well Their for them. brand is called The Row, and yeah. it's like really like high fashion. Like. So that's why I don't know about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. It's not I'm stuff literally you're sitting s- in sweatpants and a flannel shirt right now. <laughs> it's not stuff you're going <laughs> to see at like Target or anything no. or Kohl's. Uh, I think in the beginning they were like, f- like for Walmart stuff, but then obviously they were better than that. So Well, because they said, let me do whatever the hell we want, you know, which is great. Which must be nice, again. That kind of power and money... I think they've been included on, like, the Forbes 100 list for celebrities, like, consistently since, like, 2000 and something, but, like, it's it's amazing. They're always just one of the wealthiest people. And when you hear that they're doing this thing and that they're they're still successful, that makes me happy because there's so many, like, child stars who are, like, broke. Yeah, it's like, where are they now? It's like, drug addicts. (laughs) Maybe. Unfortunately, uh, their parents didn't... I mean, I think they might have been at one point, but... Well, yeah, they they had issues. I, I think Ashley, you know, had an eating disorder for a little one of bit. them. Yeah. If they came out this unscathed and this like wealthy and successful out of this, oh yeah, for sure. Come on, like you know, it's not that bad. They could have retired at a much younger age too. Just that whole franchise up until they were like what ten. They could have just retired at 10. Yeah, but they, you know, they couldn't retire until they became adults. And as soon as they became adults, they essentially retired. They're like, oh, thank God, we're done. <laughs> That's the move. I guess the one negative thing, there was that rumor that I do not believe, but they were like somehow involved in Heath Ledger's death. Oh my God, yeah, I, I read that. It's like, so yeah, Mary-Kate was like a close friend of Heath Ledger. Which I was is like, fine. She was? Which is fine. I mean, whatever. They were in circles. Yeah, they were like trying to like match up like the like the times and her whereabouts. I was just like, come on. Let That's, him rest. That is such bullshit. Yeah, let Heath rest. Let Heath rest. Let the Olsen twins swim in their money. And Did you do my... 10 Things I Hate About You on this podcast? Yet? Not yet, but that's... I haven't done Iconic. It yes, very iconic. I was just talking with someone about this oh, the other God. day. R.A.P. Heath Ledger. Also, R.A.P. Olsen twins. They're not <laughs> dead, but their career is. Yeah, R.A.P. And also, they career. just look like they're dead. Wait, what was that post you saw about them, about the Olsen twins? Like, one of them looks like they know... <laughs> When you're going to die, the other one <laughs> oh, looks like they know how you're going to die. It's a meme from them now, because they have these, like, <laughs> big eyes. I'm not criticizing them. They're just big eyes, and, like, the, there's a picture of them, like, staring at it. Yeah, it says, I'll, post, I'll post it on our Twitter <laughs> and, and Instagram. So one of them knows when you're going to die. The other one knows how you're going to die. It's so accurate. If you see it, it's so accurate. <laughs> I was going to say quickly about 10 Things I Hate About You. That's When I ask people what movies they want to be on, that's by far the most requested one. How many people ask you to be on New York Minute? Only you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of movies I want to talk about. I want to talk about the ones that I get like 
almost single digits on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Yeah, so I was going to say, New York Minute, 10 Things I Hate About You, couldn't be further from, like, beloved No, just like when they call, like, oh, it's like a ripoff of Ferris Bueller. Like, I'm sure everyone wants to talk about Ferris Bueller. Yeah, I, for one, do not, because (laughs) too many people know about it. And what's no, the fun in that? I, I hope we revive New York Minute, but then I was watching it, and I was hoping, like, hey, maybe this movie's going to get, like, a bad rap because it's the Olsen twins. I can't endorse this film, but we'll get into it. <laughs> so, obviously, as we've been talking about the entire time, this stars Mary-Kate Olsen. So, Mary-Kate is, is Roxy. Yes, she's the, she's the badass. Yes. She's the rocker with a fucking cobra pet, <laughs> which, by the way, if my sister ever had one... I would kill her. I love animals, but <laughs> do not have a giant anaconda in my shower. I would have, scr- <laughs> I would have beat the shit out of my sister. Yeah. They're pretty heavy with like these two people are so different. Yeah. And then Ashley plays, as we said, Jane Ryan. Yeah, you have like the montage in the beginning where they show how different their like wardrobe is, their bedroom, their like morning routine. One is like perfectly organized, has a a day planner, which nobody does, not in high school anyway. And the other one's just, like, playing the drums. She has, like, a bag of snacks in her closet. Yeah, Chex Mix. Chex Mix. <laughs> and snowballs, actually. Oh. Yes, the pink ones. And she's just very disorganized and messy, and the other one's just prim and proper. And I'm just like, you really played up this total opposite identical twin thing to the point where it's, just like, it's really cheesy. <laughs> As if we didn't get that from the 15,000 other movies that they did. Like, yeah, no, they look the same, but they're not. And that's funny, right? Because, like, I don't think human beings are going to walk into that and being like, they look the same, they must be the same person. Do human (laughs) beings think that way about, like, anything that looks like? (laughs) It's like, oh, man, what? They're different people? So you guys are exactly the same, right? Like, you look the same. I guess they just think people are dumb. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, they're... It's catered to, like, kids. This is a PG But is it? Like... (laughs) At certain points, yes, it is. They I, needed to go one direction or the other. There were there were some negative reviews about this, saying like it was just too much sexual innuendo. I was like, uh, what do you expect? Either they're high, they're high schoolers. But either make it a high school film and be like, this is the the film that makes the Olsen twins, you know, like bust out of their like yeah, they're catering not, to kids. Yeah, exactly. Or make it a kids film. Yeah. Like they were trying to do both here. Yeah, and it struggled. And I that, I think I think that's what actually ruined the movie absolutely it's the biggest reason that was that's <laughs> not only the ridiculous plot but and, i think they could and, have gotten and, away with a shitty plot and blatant racism but we'll get there yeah also i'm realizing a trend here with these movies we had taquito in the last one with a yeah. shitty mexican accent and now you have andy richter playing like some adopted child of like this like chinese piracy oh, kingpin man. All right. so <laughs> and the, the, he speaks with an accent the next person we'll talk about then is Andy Richter, who obviously, you know, he's from a lot of things, but he's from Conan and such. Yeah. I was like, what is his accent? He kind of, oh my God. There you are. Here I am. All of the taxis are gone. And uh, you need a ride. I give you ride. Now. I give you free ride. Now I don't take rides from strangers. But I got a limo. Big long white one like Bobby ride in. I watch all my movies um, with subtitles just because that's the kind of person I am. I watch it on Hulu. If you watch it on Hulu with the subtitles, it says like in bad Chinese accent. <laughs> so I was just like, this is supposed to be Chinese. I couldn't tell what he was doing until he like got on the phone with his mom. 
And I was like, oh, they're Asian. And she tells good. him to stop using the accent. He's like, she's like, either speak Chinese or English, but don't talk with the accent. And if he dropped it there, it would be a, would have been a little bit better. Yeah, but no, he kept doing it. And I'm like, what do like they don't know you're with a Chinese family. Oh, Andy Richter, be so happy that this film is like buried in the annals of time. Because you don't want these clips surfacing. <laughs> it was just like really random people they brought into this movie. I think to maybe beef it up, like with a with a nicer cast, but it just didn't. It didn't cut it. Well, Jared Padalecki plays Trey, one of the hunks. One of the hunks, yes. And he's on that show Supernatural, which I haven't really seen, but I really... Plays Sam, I believe. I really should see, because... Everyone tells me to watch it, and I keep saying I'm going to. These actors seem to appear a lot in these films that I've been covering. But I knew him from Gilmore Girls. He plays uh, one of the heartthrobs on that show. He's just a he's just a typical heartthrob character. <laughs> like, yeah. some people just play the same character. Like, Rob Schneider always plays, like... That's not true. Rob Schneider plays a carrot and such. You know that. <laughs> true um but i mean andy richter is always like a doof in anything he's in yeah <laughs> riley smith played the other hunk at jim he's not in too many things the one thing i noticed he's in disney channel original movie Mot- motocross yes <laughs> he's obviously not the lead in that he's also in it. oh my god he was in something else that i very vaguely remember um he was on like tr- I th- he was on like true blood I think. Really? Wow. Like, briefly. He was also in Not Another Teen Movie. Oh, cool. We'll see him there, And allegedly then. bring it on. I'll keep an eye out for him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet these, like, credits are just, like, very tiny, brief, non-important roles. But, like, good for him. Um, Eugene Levy in this film. He plays a truant officer. He's, I guess, our main heel. I have such a love-hate relationship with Eugene Levy, just because he's, like, so annoying but like he's in such great things he plays his characters well like american pie classic jim's dad yes and i am a huge schitt's creek fan i was gonna say huge schitt's creek fan schitt's creek might be the best comedy it is on so tv good. right now it it's is so, so good. underrated and i tell everyone to watch it it's so fucking my good. mom's been telling Excuse me to watch my, French. <laughs> my mom's been telling me to watch schitt's creek for years I would always see the ads on, like, the subways. I'm like, this looks terrible, because it's... I was like, it's Eugene Levy. It might not be good. (laughs) It's always hit or miss with him. He's kind of annoying. And I was just like, I don't know what this is about. My sister one day just texted me, and she's like, you need to watch it. It's so good. It's so funny. I was like, I guess. Okay. And I watched it. I was like, I've seen every episode, like, five times now. That's how good it is. It really is so good. And, you know, it was one of these things that, like, my mom recommended it, and I was like, being a teenager at heart, and I'm like, well, if my mom likes it, I'm definitely not yeah. gonna like it. Then I stum- <laughs> we don't have the same taste. <laughs> I stumbled it's on it. Cool. It's so great. So as very much as, high like, school attitude for you to have. <laughs> it's true. He's definitely. I'm not gonna say redeemed himself. I never hated Eugene Levy because I really like the Christopher Guest films, Best in Show. But yeah, you know, I really like that show. So it was nice seeing him here. Not the best role for him, but whatever. Obviously not. I'm sure didn't like hinder his career at all to <laughs> no. just like lend a hand to the Olsen twins. <laughs> I think everyone was doing them a favor <laughs> in this sense. Like even Jared Padalecki, I think he just like took a break from Supernatural. I don't know when that ended or whatever, but he was just like, yeah, I have nothing else to do. Let me start in this movie. Two more people I want to mention. Uh, Daryl Hammond plays Hudson McGill. Um, yeah. Oh my God. For the entire 
film, I was just like, I know who this man is, but I'm not going to look it up because I know it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> and I was just like, what is he from? What is he from? It's fucking SNL. Yeah, one of the longest tenured like, really, SNL actors like, of all time. Old school, like SNL, like he was there for a while. Yeah, he was the longest tenured, but I think Keenan's beat him. I thought he had the most impressions. Oh, oh, certainly, like Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. He was Donald Trump before. Yeah. Alec Baldwin. I like him actually better as Donald Trump than Alec Baldwin, but I guess that's a hot take. And the other yeah. person, <laughs> the other person I wanted to mention was their dad is played by that Dr. Drew guy. Like, celebrity rehab and, like... Yeah, he had, like, literally two sentences in the entire movie. I'm like, why? I don't know Which, he... also, just a s- quick segue, I feel like they never have a mom. Oh, uh, well, very true, and... <sighs> in anything. I, I I know in, like, one or two movies they definitely have one, but, like, there's, like, never a mom. <laughs> I googled it. I was like, did their mom die? I'm like, no, no, she's alive. That's... It's just like, well, let's just make them never have a mother. To be fair, that's the running theme in... The majority of high school films, and I'm not. I was gonna say, is that like a twin thing? Because like in other movies or like shows, like it takes two. It's not it takes two. That's two of a kind. Two of a kind, yeah. They all fucking sound the same. Well, she didn't have a dad, and it takes two. two. Uh, She didn't have a mom, and it takes two. She's like, let's get rid of the moms. If I went through the list of all the films I've done for this podcast, I guarantee either a majority or close to a majority had a dead parent. I don't know why. It's it's hashtag relatable. I guess. <laughs> I really don't know what they're going for that. Maybe they just need an added like plot point. Yeah. Just that a- they don't really touch on. Well, actually, they do touch on it in this, but... Yeah, I think they're trying to make that the underlying thing that... Uh, let me get the names. The one Ashley plays, Jane. Jane. Jane is, like, compensating for the mom. Yeah. Because the mom's not there, so she feels like she has to take the mom Yeah, so if, I feel family. like um, in this movie it was, like, a recent... A recent death. Before I realized that Dr. Drew played the dad, which again is so weird, I thought it was... You've seen Parks and Recreation? Yes. I thought it was that doctor that Anne, um, that works with Anne, that like just like delivers bad news. Oh. And just like kind of <laughs> like very upfront. But he the, might as well have been. The other character I thought you were going to mention, and I was hoping that you would, was actually the one who plays uh, Trey's mom, uh, the senator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love her. Andrea Martin. Uh, she is in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of. Good point. I wish it was a high school movie so I could talk about <laughs> it because I know that movie by heart, start to finish, and she is excellent. And I'm so glad she Is she the aunt? In My Big Fat Greek yeah. Wedding? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yes, aunt she's like you don't eat meat? I make lamb. I make something. lamb. <laughs> yes. Iconic. Okay. Very I iconic. love her. And her dog, Ronaldo. <laughs> God, the torture they put that dog through as an animal caretaker. As a professional animal caretaker, I had issues with this movie. Can you name the breed? Chinese Crested. Correct, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> and I don't even know that from, you know, my animal experience. I know that from the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yes. <laughs> Correct. She, she buys him a Chinese Crested. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I've dealt with them, like, in my animal professional animal career, but still, like, the first time I heard of it was How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, also an excellent Speaking movie. of animal, if you hear our boss's dog in the background, we apologize. There's just a pitter-patter of little paws running around. <laughs> Can't be mad. It's National Puppy Day. We thought it would be That is true. We are recording on National Puppy Day. <laughs> so we just thought the added sound effects would be fitting. Exactly. That, we did that's exactly why. <laughs> I told him to be loud. Now, there's one more, I guess, set of people I want to mention in this film. Simple Plan, of course. They mention them so many times in this film. It's... <laughs> 
hilarious. Were you a simple fan? Were you a simple plan fan growing up? <laughs> I was a simple fan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they're called? Is that what they, I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're just called like depressed teenagers. <laughs> listen to them. I admit I loved Simple Plan. I feel like I would have ditched school to go see them. Maybe in like middle school because that's when like this came out. I wasn't in high school when they were like super popular, but like they were definitely like the anthem of the emo kid, which as you all know, I am the queen of. So I did listen to a lot. I had no idea what that song was that they were singing in the show, in the movie, not the show. Definitely a song they were trying to like promote at the time. That Probably. Didn't, didn't get over. Yeah. And I'm just like, you couldn't find a better one. <laughs> I guess. But I love that everything, every synopsis of this refers to them as like punk rockers, simple plan. I was like, really? Is that what we're calling them? Pop punk at best. My college girlfriend loved Simple Plan like so much. It was it was weird. But I never understood Simple Plan because it's like not that depressing to me, you know? It's, People want to be depressed. But it's, it's like it's, fun depressing. Yeah. That's why it's called pop punk. Uh, it's I like guess. a whole genre of emo bands that like have fun music. But aren't like that depressing? I mean, I guess they have. They do have their depressing anthems, like "Welcome to My Life." I listened to a lot in middle school, and uh, that song, "Perfect." Lost it all. Nothing lasts forever. I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. Yeah, like I sorry, think... can't be perfect. But like, yeah, stop whining, you know. Yeah, no, but he has a naturally very whiny voice. <laughs> Like, I'm Just a Kid, excellent song. Oh, yeah. That's a great song. But, like, you don't call them punk rockers. They're just... They're, yeah, that's not they punk. They whine a lot. That's not punk. And it's also not depressing, like I said. Like, listen to listen to an Elliott Smith album. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen to my Drunken Alone playlist. That's depressing. Fair, very, very. Would you promote it I don't think... Time? I don't think I have a simple... I should put Simple Plan on it, actually. Just mix it up a little bit. <laughs> Make it a little fun <laughs> with Simple Plan. So I don't know. There's not too many. Like, we don't have to go scene by scene with this film, which I know, guys, I say every week. The best part is you don't have, like, you don't have to go scene by scene because everything is different. I feel like they go from one thing to the <laughs> next and nothing really relates to each other. Oh, yeah, it's like a, when they say farce, it's, it's like, accurate. Yeah, no, it's completely accurate. It reminds me of, like, almost like a Beatles film, Hard Day's Night or, like, like, they're saying kind of Ferris Bueller, but Ferris Bueller has more, like, connecting points. Yeah. This is, like, a series of vignettes. But Not also, actually. like, Ferris Bueller stands the test of time. Like, no one really knows this movie. No. <laughs> Exists. If it wasn't an Olsen Twins film, it would probably be buried. I would have probably put it on my list, and no one would have picked it, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh... I have a soft spot in my heart for anything Olsen Twins related, so I have to watch it. But I... I'm 1,000% aware that it's terrible. <laughs> it's, but it, when you compare it to other Olsen twin movies, it's similar. It fits in the Olsen twin genre. I feel like they're a genre of their own. Like this cheesy preteen comedy. Like feel good. There's a very nice heartwarming scene at the end. It's like an episode of Full House, basically. That's fine. But again, my problem with it is they clearly wanted to move in a different direction. They could have. And they should have. Some of the inappropriate things are like, I guess... 
at least Jane gets naked a couple times. Or they both get naked a bunch. You don't sort see of, yeah. them naked, obviously. Yeah, like, I remember in one of the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, they were, like, bringing up how, like, you know, there's this, like, sexualized twin fetish thing that they're, they're playing on here. I was like, are they really, though? I don't think so. I was like, I don't think that's what they were going for. I don't think they were going for that exactly. No, but I do have a whole problem with that entire scene where they're in towels. I was like, first of all, that's unrealistic. Second of all, that towel would have been gone when they were falling down the side of a building. Third of all, that no, I'm going to go back to that. A towel will not stay up that well. That was obviously glued, and that's not fair because women don't have that luxury. Like, if you were wearing a robe, maybe, but still. But doesn't also, it kind of come off? who in their right mind, A, scales a building at all, let alone, I'm wearing a towel? This is a good idea. This is, this is coming from perfect student Jane Ryan, who doesn't do anything wrong, <laughs> not a risk taker, but she's going to go scale the side of a building in they, a towel. They have to get the dog. To get the dog, to get the chip that this dog ate, which, by the way, was like in a selection of truffles, which the dog shouldn't have been near anyway. That's worse for the dog. Exactly. Than the chip. <laughs> I was like, and did you, you notice? Guys, there's chocolates on this, and this dog is clearly going to town. And you're like, oh, he ate a microchip. He could have eaten a truffle. Now, so many issues with that. A lot of animal but... abuse in this movie. I don't like it. <laughs> they throw the dog out the window. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. It's also uh, the Gilmore Girls guy. It's also like his dog. Like his mom's dog, but it's yeah. his dog. And he doesn't seem to care that it was thrown out the window. Yeah. Or that it's lost. Yeah, no, because at first they do assume it just went all the way down. Yeah. And they're like, oh, haha, it's right there on the windowsill. Just walking freely on the side of a hotel in Manhattan. A lot I... of things are just generally unrealistic. In a lot of movies, like The Hot Chick, nothing about that movie. <laughs> Fair. First, they're playing hot potato with the dog to begin with. And they're like, ow, it bit me. You take him. You take him. And then they throw it at Jane and she ducks and it flies out the window. But it lands on the side of a building and they just end up taking the dog. And... That wasn't so bad. No. Can I have my towel, please? I need your help. Come on. Yes, sir. You're going to help me find a dog and two girls in towels, all right? Who exactly are they? Okay, puppy. Okay. Go home. You need to go home. Go home. What are you doing? We need to go. No, we need that dog. That dog is my life, and when he poops, his poop is my life. Come on, Ronaldo. Come on. Puppy. Okay. Anything else going on today? Like, I get that you think these twin sisters half-naked in your hotel room are hot bro but strangers <laughs> taking your dog is not cool he doesn't seem that concerned no because then the entire film he's chasing he's chasing not the dog but he's chasing whatever twin he's into roxy yeah roxy fair but he's it's... so blinded by love that he is putting <laughs> his mother's dog at risk it's, Ugh, it's terrible as a as a professional in the dog business i have a lot of issues with that i also have the biggest concern I had, not so much a concern as, as it is a critique, they wanted the dog to poop the chip out, but they spent the whole movie carrying him. I was like, maybe put him down. <laughs> Take him for a walk. The whole time, I'm just like, I'm like, put him down. He's not going to poop if you're holding him. They're like trying to shake it out of him. I'm like, that's going to work. So like, I'm like, he's going to get shaken baby syndrome. Leave Ronaldo alone. Uh, that's a small dog, too. I don't it's know if you can swallow dog. that chip. And I, I'm using Yeah, air like quotes. without chewing it. Like, that's going to be ruined. 
and what it, it had like pirated music on it. And, okay, and that's the thing, right? <laughs> that was part of the the cliche that I didn't like the, the racial stereotyping. Like, oh, you get the you get the Asian women that come bother you in Dunkin' Donuts is, CD DVD. I know this is it a happens. racist film. It really, it really is. And I would never have pictured a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen film having racial undertones. But yes, thought they could get away with it. You have the guy with this Asian accent. And again, I couldn't tell that it was an Asian accent without Hulu no, subtitles they, and they, assisting me. They told us. But also this chip, it's just like just like an SD card that you would put like in a camera. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I guess it has pirated music or pirated... Yeah, it looks like a memory card. And I was just like, are you like thinking of like, you can't get like that. a USB? Yeah, or... you can't get that somewhere else? Like what... It's not like they have... Did you delete it off your computer? <laughs> Is that why it's messed Would you up? go through this like, amount of trouble? Yeah, like, they like show the kidnapping, guy that, kidnapping somebody. Yeah, they show Is a guy at, like, right, like, a train station, and he drops it into her bag, and that's, like, what happens. Yeah. But, like, he's, like, sworn by, like, Secret Service. But then in the end, their crime is just, like, pirated videos. Pirated music. I'm just, like, <sighs> same. No I was sense. a criminal at the age of, like, nine, <laughs> pirating music off maybe, of Maybe Kaza they thought Light, people could relate LimeWire, Napster. I had all of them. Ruin your computer with Kazaa. <laughs> Kazaa. Sorry, I forgot. Kaza. Is it Kaza or Kaza? It's Kaza. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think no. my like Armenian accent when I was younger forced me to call it Kaza. Did you have an Armenian accent when you were younger? Very, very, very little. Oh, I think you're very, very thick. I was like, whoa. No, 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 no. When I was like little, little. Gotcha, gotcha. English is my second language. And and the difference between you and Andy Richter is. <laughs> What's the only difference between me and Andy Richter? <laughs> well, here. You are Armenian. You're not pretending to have, no, theoretically, that's right. <laughs> as a child, you weren't pretending to have an Armenian accent. No, that would have been just weird. <laughs> but, like, still, like, I don't think adopted children try to take on the accent of their adopted family. Just so dumb. So, I don't so know what they dumb. were going for here. <laughs> it was just like, oh, it's funny. <laughs> but, like, it's racist. Let's... Like, I had this problem with, um, well, not really a problem, I guess, but, like, I felt like people would have this problem. Uh, like when we talked about the hot chick and how if it was made like today, it would be heavily criticized. Like it would still be considered a shitty movie, but this gets us past because no one fucking cared. But like if you do this now, everyone's going to be like, mm, this is racist. Cancel the Olsen twins. It's not just racist. It's also not funny. It's not. It doesn't you know? add to the comedy. No. <laughs> it was just really annoying. I was like, we, first of all, this, what accent is this supposed <laughs> to be? I couldn't tell. Andy Richter is so very obviously white. Yeah. He is the whitest person on the planet next to Rob Schneider. Taquito, yes, is offensive, but as like a Latin person myself, I saw the comedy of what they were trying to do. Yeah. Because that, it's, no, I know it's convoluted. Is, I feel like this is yeah. worse than the Taquito <laughs> thing, just because like. I, I think it is. Because I don't, I'm not, I mean, he was playing a Mexican gardener and he called him But he was Taquito a teenager. Had, yes. In an adult's body. Exactly. Thinking of what a Mexican gardener yeah, would this say. Is, which like is not right, but it's still. Jessica as like, oh my god, what would she what would a what would a Mexican mm-hmm. do in this situation? <laughs> which is not Taquito. which is again not great. Like in front of my dad, I'm under pressure. No, this is a guy who consistently speaks with a bad Chinese accent. It just doesn't work. It adds nothing. I'm trying to I'd like try to be like, oh haha, it's funny. It's, but it's like not. But again, it's not funny. It's just not. It's, it's not it's not even stupid funny. Yeah, it's, it's just not, not funny. And it's not not funny like you're saying, because it's offensive. It's not funny because it's just not funny. Because it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> 
let's, let's put some meat on the bones here with this plot, or let, let's try. As much as you can, which I just actually want to take a segue to, I know you like to read the back of the DVDs for all of these, but I loved the front of the DVD for this one <laughs> on one of the versions. I know there's the one where they're like on the subway and Eugene Lovey's like in the back yeah. of the door, but there's another version of it where it's just the two of them with like the skyline in the back, and it says, there's a quote on the front, and it says, it only took Mary-Kate and Ashley a New York minute to become big screen stars. Oh, God. And I was like, oh I know God. they're like trying to be cute with them, but it's kind of shady because their last big screen film was when they were children. And uh. it, it, it takes two. I was like, so I was right in saying that they only make like straight to DVD movies. Because uh. when you think about it, they are so successful, but they are so like not successful Um. In, like, theater as actors. They're not good actors. (laughs) Uh, I don't want... Like, yes, you're right, but, like, I don't blame them, you know? They've been acting since they were infants. They have their own brand, and they played it very well. If they strayed away from that, it kind of just would have been weird after, like, 18 years. So I feel like that's where they were coming from. But there is a way... If if I'm who's ever in charge of Dual Star, I guess it's their parents or something. If I'm in charge of that, get them a better script. They spent yeah. a lot of money on this film. It was like a forty-something million-dollar budget. Yeah. And you got Simple Plan. And you know, and they, they must w- cost a pretty penny. <laughs> exactly. They wasted money in two thousand four. And that, did, did people go to the movies to see Simple Plan? No, come on. Also, I don't know if you remember, but the opening of this movie, they use this like CGI time sequence. Yeah. That I'm sure, like she's like running through a clock. Yeah. I'm sure that cost a lot of money. Yeah. For no reason. For no reason. For no reason. Like, like that didn't add anything to it. They could have done a lot with this, but it just. As far as like stupid teen comedies go, or preteen, I guess, but you're, you know, this is a high school movie. Yeah. They're in high school, and I've never in my life heard of a truant officer this obsessed with a person. He has like a lair in his room <laughs> where his, there's like a scene where his landlord's badgering him for rent, and he has like newspaper articles of Roxanne Ryan. I was just like, first of all, why is she in the papers? This is not newsworthy. Oh, this girl's been dishing school. I've been on her tail since like, <laughs> since like 1999. And I'm just like, bro, get a life. So let's talk about that. Like, so the main plot. He's obsessed. <laughs> the main plot, I guess, yeah, that's, is that. Yeah, that is basically the, well, no, that's. I would say it's most of it. Jane. It's three, it's three parts. It's the Jane going to the speech, Roxy going to the shoot, and the officer trying to catch them. Yes. Now and the dog just gets mixed up in. How, first of all, how you like how like how have you never caught somebody? He he essentially yeah. Like, so how do you have your job? Because he's not young. You have your job you know? exactly. He's not young, and he wants to be a cop clearly, which they, I'm very glad he gets to be one at the end. They live in Long Island. Um, it's cool because like that first pan out, you see Shea Stadium, and they pass through like Queens and stuff. And yeah. They, they land somewhere in Long Island, and I guess Jane, like you said, she has her. She has to make a speech at Columbia University so that she can get a, a scholarship to Oxford. Yes, because she wants to be as far away from her twin as possible. <laughs> Which is so evil. I think it's so fucked up. <laughs> it is. Like, as mad as I have ever gotten at my sister, I never want to move across the world from her. And it doesn't make a lot of sense with the character, if we're going to, like, analyze it like that. Because she's, like, she makes she breakfast for the dad, quickly. but she, she, like, does everything to be the mom. Yeah. And then she wants to run out. Um, I get not b- yeah. want to be want to be around the sister, but you're going to leave you're your gonna dad. You're going to leave the dad, too. Exactly. It doesn't make, it doesn't make it doesn't, any it sense doesn't with the character. It, it's not consistent. And, and you're I saying Roxy, Roxy skips school a lot. Yes. A lot. But she Ferris Bueller's it, where she uses technology 
Yeah, she has like her own database on her yeah. computer. Like, oh, what excuse do I use this time? And prints it out, faxes it. By the way, I love the idea of faxing sick notes into your. Sc- it's yeah. amazing. She gets she her gets dad yeah, to sign things. She tricks her dad, I should say. It's a that's actually quite a staple when it comes to like high school. Not just high school, yeah, fair. just high school in general. I was very good at like forging my mom's signature, <laughs> but for things like sign this syllabus. I was just like, I forgot. She doesn't give a shit. So, okay, you're collecting it. I signed it. Here you go. Not like, oh, you failed this or you're like in detention. Your mom needs to sign this. And I was just like, no, I just need to know what her signature is because you get mad when I don't sign the syllabus. This was middle school, but I uh, I did it more to be funny, but I thought it was clever too we had a player who used to play for the jets come into school bruce harper was his name i'm like sorry that it had to be from the jets. <laughs> he was friends with one of the teachers and he was like a guy he would like lived in uh, one of the towns that went to my school or near it and i got like a bad grade on a test that i needed to get it signed so people he was like autographing things for kids and i had him Sign, oh, he signed it. <laughs> sign the thing, and I knew the teacher wasn't gonna read the signature or question. He could be no, my it's stepdad. A signature. You, you know? literally could have just like doodled on it. <laughs> Looking back on that now, I could have done anything, and they would have done it. I was like, let me forge my dad's signature. My dad has like the scary, neatest handwriting. It's like perfect calligraphy. I was like, I'm not copying this. My mom's signature looks exactly like mine now, and it might be because of that <laughs> because I've done her signature so many times growing up. That it just like became part of who I am as a person. Ah, uh, yeah, that's. But a, like, that's, I've that's never had like truant officers in high school that like cared this much about you cutting. Yeah, so he like he works for the county, right? And he's... I don't know if is Nassau different. I went to school in Queens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not is, also not are realistic. Are they that serious? Obviously, a lot of shots were done in New York, but there were clearly ones that weren't. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but there's no like it's Long Island Railroad. I was gonna say there's, yeah. There's, what there's no train Nassau were Railroad. They also look like they're in Bumblefuck yeah. when they're on those I was trains. Like, what station is this? <laughs> like, is this the Massapequa station? Yeah. You know, or even like if you're in Nassau, it doesn't look like Bumblefuck. If you're in Suffolk, I would have believed. Maybe, that. but you still know like, the trains. Far out you know? Long Island. And they clearly weren't. They clearly no, obviously. Oh, Roxy, yeah, she wants to get to the Simple Plan show. She faxes an excuse. That she has the chicken pox. Yeah, and she tells her dad she's going to see Shakespeare in the park. So that's why they're both going into the city. That's, I guess, how they get to the city. Yeah, they're on a, lot a train. Of wild and wacky turns along the way. We just see. Like every <laughs> we see Daryl Hammond a lot. Yeah, he somehow place. keeps ending up in their presence and he, they keep ruining his day. And. I... Which, honestly, I didn't think that that was that bad of, like, an element. It's, like, a classic comedy element. No, yeah, of course. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, that's, like, the one realistic thing <laughs> of, like, teen movies and, like, t- like high school comedies. Like, yeah, that's, like, an actual funny part of the movie. Like, this poor, this poor bastard just keeps getting stuck. Like, especially, like, when she was driving the cab. First of all, nobody would have given you keys to their car. You were in Harlem also. And why didn't the sister just drive? If she's clearly better at it. <laughs> Makes no sense. But back to what I was saying. This poor Daryl Hammond character gets so unbelievably tortured by the Olsen twins throughout the movie and then ends up being like the guy who's giving the fellowship yeah. to her. And ends up, he's just like, I really respect you. I'm just like, what? Which doesn't really what? make a lot of sense. But you know what? That part of the movie might have been the best part of the movie in terms of not him giving him a scholarship. I'm actually glad that I hadn't seen this movie in full before. It was like on in the background once when I was younger, but this is the first time I was actually like watching it. And I was hoping like 
at the end because like Roxy gave the speech for her because she wasn't there and she didn't want her to be late. And she like quoted Avril Lavigne, which is oh god amazing. <laughs> Avril Lavigne Steen, the Canadian professor, actually. <laughs> well, for as the uh, the famous famous Canadian professor Avril Lavigne Steen once said, and I quote: "Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated?" I see the way you're acting like you're somebody else. It gets me frustrated. Life's like this. You fall, and you crawl, and you break, and you take what you can get. You turn it into honesty. And promise me I'm never going to find you faking. No? No. No. And it was great. And I was just like, there's no way in hell they can like fake and be like, yeah, this was so amazing. She's going to get this award. I was like, they're not going to give it to her. And then at the end, when she was just like, you know what? Like, whatever. I don't, I'm not prepared. I had a speech, but I can't give it. So whatever, we're done. And she left. I was like, that's realistic. And then the guy comes out. He's like, you earned this fellowship. I was like, no, what did you do? No, because I, like, thought... I found your speech and I read it. It was amazing, even though you literally almost killed me multiple times. <laughs> I'm like, because mm. I totally thought that the ending was going to be something more like, you know, th- they're back together as sisters or whatever. You knew she, that was coming. She realizes she needs, it like, she wants to stay there. And a quite interesting twist if she really did end up being like, no, fuck you. Okay. I got into Oxford, yeah. bitch. <laughs> I'm leaving. Well, you exactly. Suck. Like, she should just, you know, she should have not gotten and be like, that's okay. I want to stay here, here yeah. anyway. And if the guy came out and was like, if you want to make a cute, and he comes out and was like, look, obviously I can't give you the fellowship. You saw the board there. Yeah. But this is a beautiful institution here. Would you, you know, I will definitely sponsor you to go to Columbia yeah. or something. Yeah, like, just a little something. Like, like that's look, fine for that something. kind of movie. But not like, you won. Imagine the other kids who gave a speech who like, oh, right? who, who beat me out? The this girl? <laughs> this bitch? <laughs> Who made an entire fucking scene. I came on time, dressed nicely. I was prepared. No, but this bitch got the fellowship over me. I would have been pissed. <laughs> and I know we're going out of order, but it doesn't really, you, it doesn't really matter. matter. This uh, movie, you could watch in any order and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. You know, obviously they get to the city and we talked kind of about the hotel scene because that's when the twins surprise uh, Gilmore Girls guy. Yes. But... What was their plan with that? I'm not sure. Also, I love how dramatic they are with that. When she was, like, getting the door, she, like, dove for it with oh. her drumstick. And they use, like, a Matrix-like effect. You I don't know. need to spend this money. <laughs> oh, also, what about when she, like, knew Taekwondo oh, in yeah. the subway? I was like, wait a minute, why, why are you You don't need this? to spend this money on, like, a fight coordinator. <laughs> like, I, I didn't mind that Did she... Did they use a stunt double? Probably. I don't mind that they, you know, that she knew Mandarin and stuff and was yeah. talking to him like that. Whatever. She speaks Chinese, Brian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that made her smarter. But then, yeah, you're right. They have a kung fu fight on the subway. Yeah, and it just makes zero sense. If you haven't seen this movie, guys, and you're listening to this podcast, you, you don't need like, to. <laughs> First of all, you don't need to see this movie. You As don't. an Ashley and Mary Kate Olsen fan, you don't need to see this. They have better. Shitty movies. You, you ever get, like, I'm, I'm sure, but you know how, like, when you get, like, a, a song lyric stuck in your head? Yes. For, like, three years, I had, like, the, uh, it's like a Kanye lyric, or, or no, Jay-Z, and uh, they do the song together. 
I don't know which one says this part, which proves how much I know about hip hop, but he's like, Prince Will didn't do it right if you ask oh, me. Oh, Mary Kate and yeah. Ashley. <laughs> if I was him, I would have married Kate and Ashley. Prince Williams ain't do it right if you ask me. Because I was him, I would have married Kate and Ashley. That's, that's Kanye's line. But yeah, yeah that is it their, sounds that's like their album line. together. It sounds like, okay. That's their, um, <laughs> that was in my head for like three Paris. years. I can't say it. Yeah. I'm white. Okay, yes. N words in Paris. Yes. N words in Paris. Because you're not as racist as this film. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I was Andy Richter, I would have said it, but I'm not. I mean, uh, oh, oh, so I'm yeah. not calling Andy Richter a racist. No, he no, didn't, no, no, no. He didn't write the script. He took a racist part, though. But many years ago, Andy Richter, I'm sure you've redeemed yourself. But uh, the thing with the hotel, I was going to say, so they're all dirty from various stuff that's been happening yeah. to them. But they, was, got the, they got the boozy slushy thrown on them by the homeless man. Yeah. <laughs> that was realistic. That was actually the most realistic part of the movie, <laughs> that they ran into a hobo drinking in the middle of the day but in, I was, in Manhattan. You know what's not realistic? Running into someone like Jared Padalecki in Manhattan, and he's a really nice guy and wants to help you, and he's handsome, and he's very clearly wealthy, and you, <laughs> and you date long-term, same with... The other dude, Jim, yeah, you just get bulldozed by a guy on a bike. No, he's not a nice dude. <laughs> he's not. I'm sorry. And if I had watched, I'm glad I didn't watch this when this came out because I would have been set up for such disappointment when I started going to school in the city that, no, guys are not like this in Manhattan. I dare you to find someone like Jared Padalecki in Manhattan that's going to be this nice to you. Maybe Jared, P- Jared Padalecki lives in Manhattan. Now. That's, don't, don't set me up for failure. <laughs> don't set me up for failure, Brian. I don't like being lied to. But, no, people are not this nice in New York. When people say, like, New Yorkers are rude, this is what they're talking about. They're not rude. They're just not this nice. No, fair. <laughs> oh, another thing I wrote down that was, like, way too much money was, do you remember there was, like, bad CGI birds at one point? Yes! <laughs> that actually stuck out to me so much. Why spend the it money on so this? It was so bad. I was like, this is so very obviously fake. And the amount of money it must have cost to look this bad. Was it worth it? <laughs> was it? Look, I know it doesn't matter because of their millionaires. and They not- could have literally put out anything and it would have been like, whatever. If I had... If I had three wishes, no, I wouldn't do this, but if I had a hundred <laughs> wishes, a hundred wishes, it would be to go back in time and stop whoever was pushing this script and be like, spend money on like a better script for these Make it girls. at least PG-13. I th- yeah. Push, I, push the envelope a little bit. I think they would have helped. It really would have, because the fact that it, they were restricted to PG, I think their entire yeah, lives. still make like little like sexual innuendo jokes. It, it, they felt really out of place. I wasn't creeped out, obviously. No, but, yeah, but like, like oh, like we should something like we should bump again. Yeah. Did you just say that, dude? Like, oh, yeah, well, no, I'm blushing. Like, bro, you're like, nothing. It, it's it, fine. <laughs> it felt like they were both catering again to these little kids. Yeah. And it's, also it's to the like audience that some they've pervy like earned. Teenager, I guess yeah. <laughs> they've had this. They've like built a fan base i guess and an audience that they cater to and it works for them honestly but with this movie i feel like it's the first one that they've done that's kind of separate from the other ones just because it's not straight to dvd yeah um but also it could have been like one of the funny ones if they really push the envelope with it make some dumb sexual comment or just like petty slapstick humor but, like, make it work. Like, be consistent with it. 
I mean... Make it funny. Make it make sense. And if we're going to rewrite this, you know, they should have probably not done... If they wanted to do this, they should have probably just gone their separate ways before that. I mean, you have... If they had done this movie with anyone that wasn't the Olsen twins, it might have worked. Mm, I mean... Not as a good movie, because, again, (laughs) it was just a terrible plot. But, like, you could have... Like, I feel like Adam Sandler could have been in this movie (laughs) at one point. Like, like one of his type of movies. Like, someone that would have... Or like Anna Ferris would have been in this. Going back to the hot chick cast. <laughs> now Cole Sprouse, right? You mentioned the Sprouse twins before. Yes. He's now apparently I don't watch Riverdale, but he's apparently like killing it in that. Um, you should hear all the criticism about that. Why? First you... of all, Riverdale is so terrible. Everyone loves it. I try. It's so bad, and his acting is awful. He's also a garbage person, low key. But really? Yeah. One of your favorites, Chad Michael Murray, plays his dad. I. Love Chad. I'm a huge One Tree Hill fan. They did a Heather's episode recently, and that's that's a teen film. I gotta check out Riverdale because a lot of people don't check it out. Like good. Um, a lot of people like it. You're you're tight with Christian Slater. I am. Well, not really. But didn't someone see him recently that we knew? Diana. Oh yes. I think like a couple times. I'm like, get him on the podcast. Yeah, I would love to have Christian Slater if you're listening. I haven't done Heather's yet, and I'm not gonna say my feelings on Heather's till that episode. But guys, come on, like. If you know Christian Slater. Just bring him, bring him this way. <laughs> tell, him, tell him not to block Brian on Twitter like John Cusack. Like John Cusack. John Cusack. And guys, you haven't got John Cusack to unblock me, so shame on you. Anyway. anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write to him on Twitter after you leave. And gonna, you're going to be blocked is, as well. <laughs> I, you know what? Great. Let him. It's a battle score. I dare him. I can name like three movies he's in. <sighs> Let's not talk about that now because that offends me. <laughs> I love John Cusack, but... He doesn't love me back. I like Joan Cusack. <laughs> I'm a Joan Cusack fan. I don't know um, if you noticed, but another person who's in this, and maybe you don't know this person, but is H. John Benjamin. Uh, H. John Wait, Benjamin. when? I, mean, I, don't know I know who that is, obviously. It's Bob's Burgers and Bob's Burgers, and yeah. And Archer, but he's in this film. I'm going to look it up now. I wrote it down. I feel like I absolutely would have heard that voice because I literally watched it today. Yeah, he plays... God, I, I meant to write down... It's like a cameo. He sells them something. Oh, the uh, the I Heart New York shirts? Yeah, I he's think so. He's definitely not the like bodega guy. Which, no, 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 no. Which, no, by the way, not. I don't know why they picked a bodega to go to the bathroom in. <laughs> I'm like, you really could have gone to like a Starbucks <laughs> or any restaurant and been like, hey, can I use the bathroom? You're a young white girl. You would have been accepted. Yeah. No so- one's going to be like... Mm, you're dirty. Like you said, the voice of uh, Archer it's and very Bob's Burgers. Voice. And he. The Arby's commercials. Yeah, Arby's commercials Which now. I hate. Yeah, no, he is. Yes, I looked it up. I love New York Vendor. So yes. he is that vendor. I knew he always sold them something. Oh, I can't believe I did not <laughs> realize that. I'm such a fake fan. I feel so terrible. H. John ben- Benjamin, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I didn't recognize you. So, other scenes that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about. It wasn't as blatant, but. Certainly pretty in-your-face casual racism was the Harlem beauty shop scene. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, no, I was hoping that was what oh, you were going to mention. I was like... Cause, cringe. Because even before that scene came up, because I had no idea that was coming, like, because I hadn't seen this movie in full before, but when Eugene Levy's character asks, like, where the main line goes, and he's like, 125th Street, I was like, right away, I was like, they're going to be in Harlem. Whether it's West Side or East Side, it's still Harlem, 
and they're gonna do something racist. I, and I, they went to the house of bling in Harlem. What what decision is this? Who wrote was, this? And to describe the scene for you guys who haven't or won't see New York Minute, it's called House of Bling, and it's like a it's like, like a barber a, shop. Yeah, it's like a beauty shop. It's like a, it's, yeah, it's like a beauty salon. And they're so they have like this uh, makeover <sighs> montage, which you like. I do like makeover you, you montages. You love makeover high montages, but this one had a little bit. Too much racism involved. It was like two stereotypes. Yeah, they were just like. I feel it, bad discussing this. Scene. It's hard to talk about because it's so like, what you know? They have him in, we'll say, stereotypical black fashion. Yeah. And I thought that's bad, but it's like, like I said, stereotypical. It's what a white person who is not in touch with. Harlem or yeah. the black community would think that black people would act like and talk. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and dress as like natives and people who frequently go to Harlem. That's it's just it's not that different from no, of course not. <laughs> so I don't know. They made it seem so different. You would think it was like a different planet in Star Wars or yeah. like a sci-fi thing. That they exaggerate Harlem so much and. Obviously, it's don't do that. For Why? laughs, but like, was it worth it? No, it's did not you, that funny. Did you get laughs? It's not that funny. <laughs> was it funny? No, it wasn't. And then the makeover they give them has nothing to do with the outfits that they've been putting them in before that. No, exactly. I don't know who wrote this or what they were going who for. Who this? Movie? And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry if I'm criticizing somebody now, and if they listen, they're like, "Hey, I put a lot of effort into that." But <laughs> come on. That scene was like, whoa. Unnecessary. You have lots of good trying on different outfit scenes, like in a lot of movies, which, by the way, I looked up the um, director because the last time the director was Tom Brady. Yes. And I was mad about it. So I was like, I wonder who directed this. She doesn't have that many credits as a film director. She does a lot of like TV stuff, but when it comes to movies, she did like Joe Dirt, some like Asian movie, which I don't know. And one of my favorites... What a Girl Wants, starring Amanda Bynes. Oh. And they have an excellent montage of, like, makeovers and trying on different <laughs> outfits. I'm just like, why couldn't it be this good? Like, that's an actual movie that's really feel-good. I love it. It's cheesy. It's corny. It's not a great movie. But Better than this movie, though. But it's very... It's fun. It's fun to watch, and I am not going to lie. I cry every time I watch it. Wow. At the end. The father-daughter dance. Come on. It gets you. Not a high school film, though. No. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. No. I mean, Amanda Bynes is not too dissimilar from the Olsen twins. Exactly. It was another growing up staple. I could see why they hired this director, and I'm not blaming the director, honestly. I'm, I'm blaming this. In script. some aspects, you could tell, like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've never seen Joe Dirt, so I can't compare that, but I can't imagine. Joe Dirt was a certainly. Movie I mean, <laughs> is any similar to a, an Olsen twins film, but, but still, like, it's like a very. Like, family fun, like, cheesy, they go through some wacky things, but, like, they come out, like, very nice in the end. You learn a lesson. Someone ends up with a cute boy. And, yeah, it's all nice and dandy, but this one, New York Minute, is just, it didn't do it. (laughs) It, like, tried to do it, but it didn't. Because, like you said, they were trying to, like, do a little bit more mature, but they should have gone one way or the other, and it was just too in-between, and it didn't work. I do feel bad for this director, because... Clearly, she didn't direct a movie till 2013 after this, and it was a movie in China. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. That actually has, like, the highest rating on Rotten Tomatoes that she has. Yeah, okay. So I was like, okay, nice. And it's almost not fair, though. Like, I don't want to blame the director on this. Oh, this no, is a bad no. script. And <sighs> Don't blame the director. Blame the screenwriter. Blame the screenwriter <laughs> of this garbage film. I feel bad that she signed up for this, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
everyone's got their one movie that's just like, why did they do this? Denny Gordon, there's not enough women directors out there. Please don't tell me you've been blackballed because of New York Minute. No, I hope not. Those listening who are in power, give Denny Gordon another shot. <laughs> we absolve you, Denny Gordon, of your sins. Just to uh, backtrack on that Harlem scene, I did want to mention that as soon as they walk in, Someone says, like, who's that cracker? Oh, that's when um, Eugene Levy comes up, and he like he's like, this is a cease and desist, and everyone's scared, which, again, is very Oh, racist. my God. Yeah, and, that's what and happens. He, the, and the woman who owns the store is just like, who's that cracker? I was like, okay, that was actually funny, though, but... <laughs> but, like, I would... Not from, like, a, a Mary Kate and Ashley movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just, like, I can't talk about a lot of movies where it's just, like, this is so unrealistic. Like, almost every single high school movie is No, of course, but... <laughs> but they push the envelope in a bad way where I almost, like, feel bad for them for taking this on. But there is um, one scene, actually, there was um, when Roxy, the sister, goes to, like, support her sister and she realizes, oh my god, she's not there yet. I'm going to take her place. This is after the, after the Times Square sister breakup. Yes. Okay. And I think that's very nice. I thought that was a, that was more of a nice moment than the end where they were like, oh my God, no, you're right. I love you. I'm just like, no, this is true sisterhood, true twin cliche. You take the place of the other. <laughs> Fair. Like whether it's twin taking cliche. a test for somebody. I think the Mary sisters did that on Sister Sister. They did the SATs or something. In another Ashley... And Mary Kate movie, they do uh, switching goals. They switch places <laughs> because one sucks at soccer and one doesn't. I was like, good, you're sticking to this theme of typical twin movie. At least you stuck to that. And I thought they did that well. But And then she started talking about Avril Lavigne, who, by the way, was <laughs> married to Chad Kroger, lead singer of Nickelback. You know who loves Nickelback? Our boss. Oh. <laughs> You promised you'd I... say that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I want to backtrack, though. Avril Lavigne was married to Chad Kroger? Absolutely. That is so Canadian and so weird. It's so Canadian. Is she still married to him? I have no idea. I know she was also married to the guy who is the lead singer of Sum 41. Very similar to Simple Plan. Oh, yeah, you're right. But, no, yeah, Chad Kroger, they, like, got married in some, like, weird Shh, mansion. Okay. <laughs> She did marry uh, some 41 guy. Yes. Divorced. Yes. And she married Chad Kruger. They're also divorced. Oh, yes. Okay. So they're so, not still together. So Avril Lavigne, single, ready to mingle. Nice. How or, old? or Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> or is it Melissa? We'll never know. So there is that theory that you're alluding to, that there are two Avril Lavines, <laughs> that one is dead and she's been replaced. Guys, just, I don't want to get into it. Look it I up. I could have an entire podcast about <laughs> that, so. I'm sure people have. Probably. How old do you think Avril Lavigne is? 47. 47? Really? Yeah. That old? How old is she? 34. Oh, wow. She's like only like a couple years older than me. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I for some reason just thought she was a lot older. Like I thought that's why you were asking. Like, no, just, oh, she's not super young and chill. Why you gotta go make things so complicated? <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Roxy Ryan brought up some points. Why do you have to go and make things so complicated? <laughs> no, I would like that speech. I wish I was on that committee. On that panel. I laughed at that scene. Like, it yeah. was one of the few that I laughed I've at. I've seen but... that, like, scene, like, as a gif or a gif, I guess, on, like, Tumblr. Someone made that? As... Yeah. It was just, like, <laughs> like screenshots of that scene. Wow. And it's just like, oh, like, as the 
Canadian professor Avril Levine Steen once said, <laughs> why you gotta go make things so complicated? And I was like, haha, relatable reblog. I actually do like that one. <laughs> and I had no idea that was the movie that it was from. I was just like, I don't remember seeing Mary Kate and Ashley in this. I was like, what's the one movie I haven't seen? It certainly wasn't from Billboard Dead or, no, or but Winning that was London. A great, I really need to make a podcast of Mary Kate and Ashley stuff. <laughs> Wouldn't take you long to finish. It, no. Fair. Well, no, you, actually it would. You know how many, If you like, did all those, yeah, those side movies. If I did each video as its own episode, which I could talk about forever because they were all terrible, but they were all amazing. You could solve any crime by dinner time, guys. I remember them because they wore like those traditional trench coats. They were such dumb coats, shoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were so inspired. I loved them. I like wanted to be them when I grew up. Either them as human beings or just like a detective. But did you answer which one you were as a child? I think I was Ashley. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember, like, specifically, but I feel like I wanted to be more of an Ashley just because I like the name better. <laughs> I'm not a fan of, like, two names. Mary-Kate. Yeah, it's just, like, pick one. Mary or Kate. Mary-Kate and Ashley. I know. Now that's going to be in my head. <laughs> so re- let's run through them, because I just looked them up. The Mary-Kate and Ashley mysteries. There are 11 of them. I felt like there was more. Yes. I definitely know all of them. The Case of Thorn Mansion. Yes. That movie... That movie, that video, I'm not kidding, fucked me up when I was younger. (laughs) First of all, like, okay, because it was, like, an actual, like, ghost haunting scenario. And I was like, that's kind of creepy. And I was really young when that came out. But then it ended up being, like, a beekeeper. Yes, you're right. (laughs) And that freaked me out even more. I was like, you know what? Fuck bees. I don't like them either. So nothing about this is enjoyable. So that used to actually scare me when I was little. <laughs> the Case of Logical Eye Ranch. That's the one I haven't seen. That video has eluded me my entire life. Wow. Even when Blockbuster used to be right down the block from me, RAP Blockbuster. I have never seen that one. I want to read you the plot. Please. Pungent smells and weird noises plague the, lo- the Logical Eye Ranch. Some employees of the ranch think it's being caused by a dragon who's run loose. That's... <laughs> Amazing. That is amazing. But that, because it also sounds like every other fucking plot. They think it's this, but it's really this. The case of the SeaWorld Adventure, which we discussed. Yes. The case of the Mystery Cruise. Yes, that's actually a, a sequel. Oh, you're right. This, yeah, <laughs> the SeaWorld one, I think, is like, they there's like a dead body, but every evidence is planted because like the boss wants the family to go on vacation i was like that's not realistic but they run into a dead body in the woods what yeah i was just like yeah it's fucking weird and then they end up on the cruise and then there's a whole other thing that's like staged or whatever there's also i wonder if i can name them all there's also the uh the volcano one uh, it's like the case of the mystery mystery. the case of the volcano mystery yeah there's one where they're in like space camp there's one with the navy u.s space camp mission there's one with the united um, states navy adventure the hotel whodunit hotel whodunit that's the one where um i know this one vividly actually uh someone they think someone's like stealing and it ends up just being a parrot (laughs) who like has everything uh there's the one actually you're missing three the only vhs one i think i still have is the shark one yes shark encounter yes the pirates like think the sharks can sing and it's just like a radio or something and like so you're you're missing two now yes um the funhouse mystery that's where they think a monster is haunting (laughs) you're killing it the funhouse and they find like the the monster mush or something and it's like bananas and it it's just an orangutan (laughs) (laughs) it's always an animal it's it's always oh this wacky creature (laughs) Uh, I already said the volcano one. Fuck. Oh, God, what's the last one? It's not the U.S. Navy one. Oh, Christmas! 
I can't believe you got it. Someone stole the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> yes. The case no, of when the I tell you, paper. I had all of these. Except the wrench one. I'm going to go online after he leaves and I'm going to watch it illegally. <laughs> and then like someone's going to steal my microchip and a dog's going to eat it and it's going to poop. <laughs> We're going to relive New York Minute, guys. Anything else in New York Minute? Well, I guess, okay, we said it. She gets the scholarship despite screwing up. She gets the scholarship. And not only that, fucking her sister gets like a record deal with her band. Oh, I, we didn't even mention that. So she has a band, but yes. the guys in the band are like, we don't need to go. Yeah. We put you Ooh, on by the CD. way, her manager is Jack Osborne. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So who I. flips between accents. Uh, like he somewhat has an English accent, but then he like doesn't. I was like, wow. was he trying to get rid of it? <laughs> Good call. I was like, I know I this guy. I completely forgot about that. I was like, who is he? Good he, call. He's just really young here, but it's Jeez. Jack Osborne. And I was just like, is he supposed to be British? And I was like, who is this guy? I was like, oh, it's Jack Osborne. Yes, he is so British. She, she's but... the drummer in the band. Yes. And her, and her, I guess what she needs to do is she needs to give. She wants to give like her demos to. To A&R people. Yeah, like that are at the Simple Plan shoot, which I guess makes sense. Like that's why she wants to go. But mm, does it really make sense? Anyone who's ever been in music. <laughs> this is like you have to watch this scene because it's hilarious because she sees the A&R and she hands them the CDs. Great packaging. And they're like, oh, this is great, great packaging. Like, <laughs> well, definitely listen to this. I'm like, no, they won't. That's the opposite of what anyone in the industry of any industry, any. like, you know, entertainment industry, like, oh, here's my screenplay. Like, you see Spielberg on the street. Here's a screenplay. Oh, oh I was hoping great. someone would give me this. Yeah, I'll read this tonight. Like, that's, oh, my God. And not only do and they, they, like, cut a deal, packaging. they are going on tour, <laughs> conveniently where the sister is. Conveniently, where the boyfriend is going to move to, also. Yes, and the okay, everyone ends up getting together, and the boyfriend decides she, he's now the boyfriend. He decides to move to London, and they conveniently leave widower dad, Doctor Drew, yeah. at home. Like, yeah, ha- and he has to stay because he's a doctor. Yeah, so sad, so sad. It's so it doesn't make any sense. But also another issue I had as a, as a true music snob, I don't understand what they were recording because they were playing a cover of Suffragette City. Which, okay, pissed me off so much. I'm a big David Bowie fan. No, I love that song. I'm just saying, like, are you famous for covers? <laughs> like, is that what your shtick is? Is that what you're going for? Why not make an original song for this movie? Like, they did it in, oh my god, what is the movie? Which I wanted to ask you about. That was a high school movie. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, yeah. Yes, she has a band. They play their own songs. Much better band. Yes. Oh my God. That song at the end. Excellent. I love it. If you talk about that movie, please invite me. <laughs> huge Lindsay Lohan fan. I'll see who signed up. <laughs> but yeah. I am a huge fan of that. But you know why? Because they spent money on stupid shit exactly. in the film. You could have spent that money making an original song that might have like kind of lasted. There are movies that have songs that like you might not remember anything from the movie, but you remember the song. I don't know if you saw, I tweeted a couple days ago that the song from Josie and the Pussycats is not on any streaming service. Any of the songs? None. Isn't it funny? That movie did not do well, but... It did not, but the music is excellent. Everyone I talk to... Three Small to, Words is one of the best songs. Everyone I talk to knows every song it's, from that soundtrack. because it's so good. Why wouldn't it Is that be the on one streaming? where it's like, I'm a punk rock prom Yes. Queen. Yes, the, the best magazine. song. It's so good. It's who, such a good song. Who actually sang for them? Because they need credit. They should get credit. But it should also... I'm like... I was mad it wasn't on Spotify. It's not on I, anything? Like, you can't even buy it? And I looked on Apple, and I was like, it's not on Apple either. Actually, oh my god, I'm so gonna buy this. So I don't know if you're familiar with Mondo. No, I'm not. Mondo is a line from Alamo Drafthouse, the theaters. 
they like will release like cool shirts or cool pins or vinyl soundtracks from films and they'll pick random vinyl soundtracks that they think are awesome and they'll release them and apparently as vinyls as vinyls no fucking apparently way they i gotta get that Josie and the pussycat in vinyl in 2017. That's. Oh, I'm definitely getting Josie and the Pussycats on vinyl for yeah. my housewarming oh, party. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Look at this. Look at this. That. That's. Oh my goodness. Sorry. I it's a purple vinyl. Oh my god. Mondo, shout out if you want to throw us a free one. That's cool. Yes. But I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. No, that was that was a great soundtrack. I don't know if that's a high school film. I don't think so. Josie and the Pussycats. Isn't it? Because don't they do that on Riverdale? Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, but I don't think the. F- film sites at all that they're in high school but i'm gonna watch it again that's one of those question mark ones because that's a movie i want to talk about for the soundtrack yeah redeeming quality of new york minute was they had a good soundtrack i liked it okay so Kay hanley from the band letters to cleo does all the songs for Josie. Oh my god, what is that Letters to Cleo song? I can't remember, but I just You know, know what it is! Hold I on. just know, like, Ben Wyatt in Parks and Recreation really likes Letters to Cleo. Oh my god, no, what is that, what is that one, one well, song? Letters, Here and Now? No, it's not Big it. Big Star, I Want You, I Want Cruel to Be Kind. No, that's not that. No. They had the cover of I Want You to Want Me. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, 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 that's yeah, I Want You to Want Me. Yeah, yeah, duh. From 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. That's where it was from. That's where I heard of them. Oh, you're right. So many yes. connections here that have nothing to do with New York Minute. That's yeah, that good... was like that was like an iconic <laughs> cover that they did. Yeah, you're right. I forgot that was Letters to Cleo. I actually recently was on like a Crosstown bus and someone was listening to that cover of I Want You to Want Me. Awesome. I was just like, it's, it's meant to be. Everything... It's just falling into place. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Ben Wyatt has the letters <laughs> shirt in Parks and Rec. I yeah. forgot about. It. He has the T-shirt. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh my God. No, so you you were mentioning though the soundtrack to New York. Man. Yes. Did you like it as a big soundtrack person? Yes. I'm a huge music fan, and I was very happy that they had one of my like obscure, not really punk bands, but I guess um, they had Hey Driver by Lucky Boys Confusion. And I used to love them when I was younger. Yeah, no, I thought, honestly, I wrote that down. Soundtrack, not too bad. It was bad. all fun. It was great. They had... They had the Donnas, who the, I use the, as my theme yes. song. I was going to mention that to you. <laughs> no, it was a good soundtrack. It was so they, very so, good. So they got that right. They spent a lot of money on the music here, clearly. Um, any other scenes in New York Minute you want to mention before we keep talking about... <laughs> oh, but they also had, um, in the beginning, uh, the Bengals tear off your own head. Yeah. Like, the opening sequence. I thought they opened it really, like cliche cheesy but it was fun and very typical high school movie so i was prepared for the best but ended up with new york minute (laughs) as it was so they really could have done a lot between the beginning and the end and they just did not (laughs) so it was quite disappointing but i feel like you have to rate this movie like as a person and then as someone in the uh olsen twins franchise like it's different categories because, like, if I rated this separately from their other movies and stuff, I mean, it's still bad, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it kind of, like, falls in line with the rest of them. Well, before you rate it, though, what scale do you want to, thing, object in this film, do you want to rate this film on? I, I was actually thinking of that today. I was like, what can we do that's unique, What's pertains to this movie? There's the microchip. There's, there's a number of weeks of detention. <laughs> Uh, but I feel like if I assign a higher number, it means that it was worse. Yeah, that could be confusing. You're right. Yes. It's just... Let's see. What do we have? We have uh, Ch- Chinese Crested's... Alcoholic Slurpees. 
alcoholic slurpees. Let's do alcoholic slurpees. Alcoholic slurpees. It's one of those realistic things in the film. How, <laughs> how many alcoholic? Exactly. <laughs> how many alcoholic slurpees out of ten? Well, ten. Out of ten. That's a I lot. Know I'm thinking. That's Maybe I'm drinking too alcohol. much alcohol myself. That's a lot of alcoholic slurpees. <laughs> how I many, would not drink ten alcoholic how slurpees. How many alcoholic slurpees out of five would you rate New York Minute? Honestly, okay. If I'm doing this out of away from the Olsen twins franchise. Probably one and a half, or two, if I'm being kind. I was gonna say two, two and a half, but I think like two. Two, wow. Okay, so I'm glad you said two because I was actually going to say one and a half. Yeah. And I think that's being nice, but yeah. I- <laughs> no, but two, two and a half is like in the American and Ashley Olsen franchise. Yeah, but two and a half is half of five, so that means it's just okay if you think of it that way. Yeah, in the sense of. So that's so what you're saying. Yeah, because they all all they're not good actresses. So uh, look, I don't <laughs> I don't know the franchise. And by the way, like their sister is killing it now. She's in like Marvel films. Yeah, and stuff. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, right? Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. She does cool stuff. She she did that film Ingrid Goes West. Like she does a lot of cool stuff. I like to think that they took their money and like paid for acting school for her. And like we don't want you to go through what, what we, we did. Went through. We don't yeah. want you to be as terrible as. We were. <laughs> but I, look, I haven't seen all the Olsen twin films, so. That's interesting. I've seen most of them, so um, from someone with that perspective, it's not the best. So I would say two, two point five for this one. Whereas something like Billboard Dead was definitely like three point five four. On the Olsen twin film scale. Passport to Paris is definitely four point five. I love. That is that one. the best one in your? I really enjoyed it. No, it takes two is definitely the best. Let's say let's say you're. Are uh, you talking about straight to DVD one? Or VHS, I should say. Let's say you're a fun aunt one day. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm trying, to, <laughs> trying to think of like someone who would recommend movies. <laughs> or, uh, I would make anybody watch It Takes Two. I think it's a like, very good... Is that the Olsen Twin movie you're recommending for people? Yes. Good to know. Good to know. A very, it's. I feel that way the way I feel about The Parent Trap, and I love The Parent Trap. Also, I just love Dennis Quaid. <laughs> and uh, Again, big Lindsay Lohan fan. Um, but... You know, it's a very similar thing, like, except these are strangers, they're not actually related, and the two people unite in the end. It's very nice. Kirstie Alley's in it. Very funny. There's the bitch woman that the dad is going to marry, <laughs> that they don't want the dad to marry, and it's it's awesome. It's very feel-good. But this could have been, like, funny, slapstick, kind of pandered to teens and, like, college humor, but they just didn't do it. One and a half alcoholic Slurpees. Seems like from, and I give it the same, and it seems like from what you're saying that we should have, well, not we, I wish, but like <laughs> the Olsen twins' brain trust, if you will, should have kind of thrown the script for what they usually do, you know, out the window, like the yeah. dog in this film. <laughs> I mean, if and you started take it, fresh. it depends. Like, let's say they didn't know this was going to be their last movie. If they knew, like, hey, I'm retiring after this, Go balls to the wall and just do it big because you're not going to do anything else anyway. You're also set for fucking life. You're millionaires. You've been working since you were nine months old. You could afford to do something very risque. Just do it. But yeah, you know, I guess it was The worst thing that heart. could happen was what happened. It bombed in the box office. <laughs> Did you see some of these reviews? They were great. My favorite one. Stanley Kubrick once said, if it can be written or thought, it can be filmed Obviously, he had never seen the script for New York Minute. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. A basic uh. ripoff of Ferris Bueller. One is just literally dot, 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 an awful film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, 
get right to the point. Can't wait uh, to watch it. Imagine though reading this at eighteen. I mean, I would probably. Well, yeah, no. Oh my god, be very it's like me as a high school person, as just a very self-conscious adult. Like in general, like if I saw people saying this about me, this is why I'm not an actress. <laughs> I would be mortified, and I'd be like, you know what? I'm glad I retired after this. <laughs> but if I had that much money, I don't think I would care. Fair. The fair. Olsen twins have an entire brand that they sell, and that's what they sell. They don't sell good acting or, I can't think of the word, just like uh, quality films. (laughs) Quality is the word I'm looking for that they don't have. They sell an image. They sell a brand. I think I read a review for this movie that was just like they asked like a teenager or something or a young person like what's the appeal of the Olsen twins and just like their look. And I was like, it's definitely not their acting. They can't act. It's true. Even it's true. like I said, Michelle well, Tanner's the most not. annoying character <laughs> ever. Even that acting was terrible. But you know, she was a kid, whatever. But you grow up, you gotta get better or do something else. And I they realized that after New York Minute. <laughs> We can act. Let's do fashion. More power to them, like to know and. Good. Maybe ha- they heard this review up. and they were like, "Oh, it's our look. Let's go into fashion." And now they're so successful again. Apparently, and like we're you and I, we're, you and I will never be able to even wear their fashion line because no. it looks like it costs thousands of dollars for like a shawl. Like <laughs> next Secret Santa, if I get you for our office Secret Santa, I'm buying you something from the row. <laughs> I, hope they, I hope they have men's like accessories, like a nice ascot. I'll take whatever, as long as it, as long as it's designed by. The, I wonder, you know, huh? It's something I don't know about. It's something I'll have to look into. I'm just very curious, like what it looks like. I doubt it's very full housey. I highly doubt it, or just anything they wear in any of their movies because it's all very cheesy, like middle school dance attire. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, it's like the same. They have a lot of like thin bright colored sunglasses and like the clips in the hair and like fur lined things platform sandals yeah i doubt they're doing that if i had to guess what the row fashion line looks like it would be like boho chic you know (laughs) it's like what they wear probably yeah i mean that would make sense free clothes right (laughs) well yeah they are very boho chic they kind of look like they're gonna put a spell on you Oh, yes, look, I just looked it up. They all look like nun attire. Like, habits. What? Oh, I see. It's just very simple. The row at Barney's. Yes, we can't yeah. afford this. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. definitely can't afford this. The second I see Barney's. Nope, never mind. <laughs> okay, Alexa, you're at the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen slumber party. What sleeping bag are you bringing to the slumber party? That's actually really funny because I had the movie, the video, You're Invited to Mary-Kate and Ashley Ashley Olsen Slumber Party. Oh my god, I have to post that. I have to post that. And there was a scene that kind of creeped me out because like someone, they were like playing pranks on them or whatever. Uh, Anyway, I like couldn't watch that one scene. Anyway, (laughs) but sleeping bags, I do love, do love a good sleeping bag. I was like saying that I would definitely, if there was a taking back Sunday sleeping bag. I would have one. Um, I'm going to switch it up this time. Um, this time, you know what? Nickelback. No, I wouldn't. They wouldn't wrap my corpse in a <laughs> sleeping bag. I would rise from the dead and say, uh-uh. No, no. That's not happening. P- pick an Olsen twin movie that you'd like to have as a sleeping bag. Passport to Paris. A Passport to Paris sleeping bag. I could see like Eiffel Tower. You yeah, know. they got the passport in hand. A baguette. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a fun movie 
Or honestly, if we're going to go completely out of the way, I'm going to go back to What a Girl Wants starring Amanda Bynes because that movie was excellent. A What a Girl Wants sleeping bag? <laughs> I would. I would get like an Amanda Bynes sleeping bag. Fine. And that's London, right? <laughs> yeah. They had the London movie too. The Winning Wilson London. Winning, Winning London. London, yeah. <laughs> I, don't think I, I actually don't think I've seen that one. I got to brush up for my Ashley and I keep saying Ashley first, but that's not how you say them. But it's cooler. I like it better. No, it's Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> like, it rolls off the tongue that Mary way. Mary-Kate and Ashley. Yeah, you can't say Ashley and Mary-Kate. It doesn't work. <laughs> Much to Mary-Kate, or I guess Ashley's chagrin, it is Mary-Kate and Ashley. It is. That's how we say it. it sounds better. It's got a better mouthfeel. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I support you in your endeavor of a Mary-Kate and Ashley podcast. I am literally going to Google how to watch these online <laughs> when you leave. <laughs> so I know what I'm doing for the but rest of the night. But you need to be this clear. Is my, this is my hot Saturday night in. You need to be clear that you are not doing Full House. No. It's their solo projects away from Full House. Yeah, no, that doesn't and Not happen. cameos, not stuff like that. No, they have the uh, brief appearance in Little Rascals, but that doesn't count because the movie's not about them. No, okay, fair. You want movies that star them. Yes. Sorry, I'm looking up now. If there's a, actually a podcast about that. If there is, please let me know. Oh, it's done by a couple people, actually. Well, give, <laughs> give them my uh, Twitter. Give them my email, my phone number. You have all my info. <laughs> Send it to them, because I need to be a guest. Plenty of people have done high school movie podcasts or movie podcasts. I still believe that you can do that podcast. And it looks like they kind of do full house stuff here and you won't be doing that that's not fun though but it's called gimme pizza american and ashley that's a song oh my (laughs) god wait yes that is a song they do on um their slumber party oh they put like random things on a pizza and put it on the pizza well i I think you should do this (laughs) podcast anyway but if not you should listen to this podcast i should is it available on spotify because i'm gonna go listen to it i know it's definitely available it says it's available on itunes android and stitcher so maybe not spotify but you can download any of those other apps nice called gimme pizza that's nice i'll i'll come up with a better name well we're plugging gimme pizza even though i've never heard it and you never heard it but i'm sure you're gonna listen to it now i am where can people follow you though alexa me i am alexa barks barks like a dog on twitter I complain a lot and recite things that happen as they happen. <laughs> I also complain about things like, why isn't Three Small Words by Josie and the Pussycats on Spotify at Spotify fucking answer me? That Whoever's the manager sense. of Josie and the Pussycats, get back at me. I want this song <laughs> on my playlist. It's enlightening to know that the lead singer of Letters to Cleo did that. And I'm definitely going to buy that vinyl. I'm just looking Right? <laughs> I know. I'm so getting that. <laughs> that soundtrack is amazing. It is really good. I remember like a couple songs from it. I remember the, the website for the film was like really good. And oh, ha- really? Yeah, and it had all the songs on it. And the, the movie came out and it's wild. didn't do like, that well. But. I love when they do songs like for movies. Oh, yeah. It's the like, best. Like um, in uh, Bring It On, I love the song that Cliff writes. Oh, I forgot about that. For Torrance. Oh my god, I have that on my like iPod mini, my baby blue iPod mini first generation. Is it still in existence? My iPod? Yes, it is. <laughs> I should definitely find that. But that was so good. And I think that one is actually available for like streaming, which is weird, but... And yet, Josie the Pussycats isn't. Well, thank you, Alexa, for coming on. And, well, no, no thank you for making me watch New York Minute, but thank you for talking about New York Minute with me. <laughs> on that note, I'm sorry I made you watch New York Minute. <laughs> I promise the next one will probably be in the single digits on Rotten Tomatoes. 
that's what I'm. It's like find. a limbo, right? Like, I'm gonna, you, I'm how gonna low find, can you go? I'm really gonna find like once you leave. I'm gonna Google single digit terrible high school movies on Rotten Tomatoes because <laughs> I need to talk about the obscure ones, not the ones that everyone likes. Like, Bring It On. Everyone likes Bring It On because it's amazing. But not gonna talk about that. However, if you do talk about Princess Diaries, that's mine. I love that movie. I love Julie Andrews. You seem to have people you love and people you don't like. So. No, yes, that's like true. all of us. Well, well, yeah, it's only natural. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Alexa. Thank you for having me. Huge thank you to Alexa for stopping by and chatting all about New York Minute, the Olsen twins. I feel like we got a lot covered in this Olsen twins episode. It was certainly a different kind of episode than we're used to. Well, I guess only because we talked about a lot of different films. But I think we got the New York Minute stuff in. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed talking about it. So your homework for next week is to watch a film I really enjoy, spoiler alert. It's a Wes Anderson film. Rushmore. These are the names that define our world. The artists who shaped our minds. The rebels who challenged our views. But of all these legends, there is one that stands above all others. I'm sorry, did someone say my name? What's the secret, Max? The secret? I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. For me, it's going to Rushmore. Sharp little guy. He's one of the worst students we've got. We're putting you on what we call sudden death academic probation. Could I see some documentation on that, please? Did you invite that kid to your party? Max Fisher. Come on, Dad, there's gonna be girls there. I'd rather die. Pull your head out of here. Maybe I'm spending too much of my time starting up clubs and putting on plays. It's time, homie. Kiss me, little one. I should probably be trying harder to score chicks. I like your hat. You're a teacher here, aren't you? Oh, I'm so glad you could come. I want you to meet a friend of mine, Peter Flynn, Max Fisher. Hi. Who's this guy? Has it ever crossed your mind that you're far too young for me? I like your nurse's uniform, guy. These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? I don't know what you see in her. I, I don't think she's right for you. What's that supposed to be? Hello, Herman. How are you, Rosemary? I know about you and the teacher. Does Max know? He's about five foot three, 112 pounds, glasses. You know, you and Herman deserve each other. You're both little children. War does funny things to men. Well, you'll find a pair of safety glasses and some earplugs underneath your seats. Please feel free to use them. What do you think of Max's latest opus? It's good. But let's hope it's got a happy ending. Rushmore. Thank you very much. And our guest next week is the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried. Now, if you're a fan of this show, you've definitely heard Kyle on before because he's been on a bunch. I can't even count all the episodes he's been on. But also, he's my co-host on P.S. I Love Hoffman, my other show, which you should definitely check out on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. 
He also hosts Foodie Films on the Cage Club Podcast Network, and that's, you know, he does interviews with cool chefs, and he talks about food-related films. It's fun. It's a show that'll make you hungry. But more importantly, well, I don't want to say more importantly. That's mean. (laughs) I should say just as importantly, watch Rushmore and listen to our episode on Rushmore next week. I decided to do something a little special. I'm going to go over to his childhood home. He'll be there too. It's not creepy. And we're going to go into his high school bedroom. And for the nice, nice high school ambiance, we're going to talk about Rushmore there. Because it's a film both him and I, I think, first discovered in high school. So I really, really, really can't wait. So once again, don't forget to follow us on social media. And please drop me a line wherever, whenever. I will answer you. I might even read it on the show. I want that communication. Class participation does count in your grade. And of course, listen to us wherever you get your podcast or on the aforementioned cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. So I leave you with, and it pains me to do this, I love David Bowie, so I don't take covers lightly. But the band in today's film, New York Minute, is apparently also called New York Minute. So, yeah, they did a song in the film, a cover of Suffragette City, which really begs the question, is that Mary-Kate on the drums? Is it Ashley on the drums? Or is it some studio drummer? Who knows? But here it is, Suffragette City. You got it, dude.